and welcome to the 40th episode of the Going Upcast, your weekly feel-good podcast with Snowmageddon 2019, new songs for you to perk up to, some new chapters for Book 5, a review of a wonderful movie, and much more. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. That's right, Seattle has been hit hard and fast by this blizzard, this horrible wet snow that is just... Oh boy, I've got some stories, and you're going to hear these stories in this week's episode of the Going Upcast. We got a lot of fantastic things to talk about, but if you enjoy listening to the Going Upcast, there's lots of ways you can show your support. You can go to patreon.com forward slash goingupcast, where you can become a Patreon supporter, get access to the monthly live streams for a measly $5 a month, or you can check out goingupcast.com forward slash store, where you can buy a mystery book, or perhaps get something custom read of your own design. That's enough self-plugging. Let's get right into the podcast. A couple of years back, forget the exact one, because I just finished watching this for like the fourth time in the last couple of months. There was a movie that came out called Across the Universe, and it is a musical love story, basically, um, that journeys across the 60s in um, this psychedelic beetle-fueled trip, basically. That's like two and a half hours long. It's an incredibly long film. Um, But it's one of my favorites. And I think the reason it's one of my favorites is because, A, I personally love the covers. I think each um, actor and performer in this movie is incredible. They bring in a lot of guest stars to sing songs. Joe Cocker, Bono, Jeff Beck plays a cover. Um... Uh, Eddie Izzard is there for some reason. Like it's got it's got some some power behind the vocals, but it the like the main cast are also incredible vocalists, and I personally love their covers and renditions of classic Beatles songs, including things like "Let It Be," "Revolution," "All You Need Is Love," "Hey Jude," the list goes on and on. I think it's like a twenty-five plus song soundtrack, and it's it's awesome. Um, it's like it feels the love story feels real it feels legitimate and i think that is a really awesome thing that this movie does incredibly well that other movies kind of miss the boat on it doesn't have a lot of dialogue as enough so you know who characters are and it it shows you more than tells you relationships like um lucy and max are siblings uh jude and max are friends and then eventually jude and lucy end up together and like it shows you these things through the songs, through the actual movie itself, and it's really remarkable. When this movie first came out, a lot of people didn't like it, and a lot of people don't like it to this day. I can't quite comprehend why. I think it's a lot of people being really nostalgic for the original sound of the Beatles songs and dislike uh, the covers, which is foolish in my head, Um like like all these remakes happening nowadays covers do not ruin the original you can still enjoy the original but you shouldn't hate something because it's the same but different you know what i mean granted original ideas are always incredible but i mean this is the beatles we're talking about it's one of the most if not the most important incredible band in history like it's the fucking beatles you can't shake a stick at them they were incredibly huge and popular and 
their legacy will endure long past any of us. I mean, it's the fucking Beatles. And so when this movie tried to do something new and different with their songs, a lot of people hated it, but I celebrated because that's exactly what we should do with stuff like this. Like, one of the best ways for things to endure is to mix it up and change it, but keep the essence whole. And it really captures that 60s essence remarkably well. Um, it, it touches on like every major aspect of the 60s. You got the Vietnam War and the protests. You've got the civil rights movement. You've got the hate Ashbury hippie dippy movement. You've got the Beatles and Beatlemania. You've got it all. It's all kind of encapsulated in this film. And nothing seems to overshadow the other thing. It balances those plot lines pretty well. Um, I will say that the movie does kind of drag in the middle. It has a very strong opening for like the first hour is incredible. And the last 30 minutes are awesome. But there's that bit in the middle where just kind of everything, like all the relationships fall apart and it really focuses on the war and the whole thing just kind of takes a dip in the middle. Um, and you know, if you want to have a really good ride, you know, you could cut that part out or just skip past it. It's on Netflix. You can go watch it. But you, you know, you need the, the good with the bad to kind of really have the ending crescendo in the way it does. So it really brings you back up to how awesome that first hour was. If the whole movie felt that awesome, it'd be like my all-time favorite film. But it does drag in the middle, so I gotta kind of knock it for that. But it's an incredible film. If you like the Beatles music and you go in with an open mind, I'd say that's pretty important. Um, you will have, a, have an awesome time. I really do recommend this film. Uh, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's it's quite remarkable. Like I said, it's on Netflix. It's pretty freaking fantastic. So if you haven't seen Across the Universe, I highly recommend it. I've seen it four times now in the last couple of months, and I kind of want to re-watch it. It's, it's so convincing. It's so well done. You're like, you watch this relationship. They meet, they fall in love, they fall apart, they come back together, and it's just such a beautiful ride. And it seems so real and so legitimate that when you find out that they're not actually together, it kind of made me sad. But I guess that's just a testament to how well they performed their respective roles. It's it's an incredible film. So I'd recommend you watch it. But for now, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another week, another batch of Harry Potter chapters. While you're listening, perusal, we've got chapter 13, Detention with Dolores, chapter 14, Percy and Padfoot, and chapter 15, The Hogwarts High Inquisitor. And the highlight for this week comes to us from chapter 15, in which I talk about the act, or lack thereof, of studying for exams. Let's take a listen. Try to um, imagine trying to conceal from mind that he received T's and all of his OWLs in the meter resolve to work harder from now on. boy, Fucking study. The shit's important. Well, it's important now. It won't. It will not be important later, as the SATs are a wonderful example. If by some weird circumstance you're listening to this audiobook and you haven't taken your SATs yet, um, chill. It's it's a test like every other test you've ever taken. For me, it was a gigantic test in patience, because I'm a I'm a very quick test taker. I, I'm always of the opinion you either got the answer in your brain or you don't. And then in that case, if you don't know the answer, you guess and you move on. Like sitting there for fucking five minutes going like, oh God, is it B or D? Like, who cares? Just pick one. You don't know. You're never going to know. Just pick one. If you don't know it, the second you see it and you can't use context clues to figure that shit out in like the next minute, right? 
You're never going to figure it out. Just move on. Sitting there hoping you'll remember something just wastes time. And so what I would do with every test is I would just like bing, 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 done. I was usually almost always the first person done with exams in high school and college. I would hand my test in and then leave and go do other things. But you can't do that in the SAT. You do part, you do a part, and then each part is timed, right? So say you're like me and there's part one. You got like a 30 minute chunk of time to do part one. I finished that part in the first five minutes and I got to fucking sit on my ass and wait until either the time limit is up or everyone else in the room is finished. And you can't listen to music or read books while you do that. So I'm, I, it was so terrible. Cause you have to sit there for the whole examination period. Even though if I was left to my own devices, I could have finished that test in probably 30 minutes. So it was terrible from that point of view. Absolutely terrible. Anyway, enough for bad SATs. Three brand new chapters of Harry Potter book five land every Wednesday around eight o'clock-ish for your pleasure of listening. I hope you guys are enjoying it. It's going to be around for a long time. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. If you've been paying attention to the news or live in the grand old state of Washington, California, then you will be aware that we have been getting quite a bit of snow. This is not an uncommon occurrence across the country, right, going on now. What with the polar vortex and the fact that it's February and it's just kind of that season, there's lots of places getting lots of snow. But over in my neck of the woods, it's an uncommon occurrence. Last time we got a snowstorm that was anywhere approaching this, it was 2008. And I was entering high school, <laughs> and it's been some time. And now, here we are, oh god, fucking 11 years later, and I have a Subaru, so it's gone well so far. Um, I fishtailed a little bit, but that was my more my fault than it was anything else, you know. Road was slippery, and I accelerated into a turn, and my ass just went a little wider than I wanted it to. But I straightened it out, it was all fine. Uh, but you know, with school being closed and classes being canceled, like I still follow my old college on uh, on Twitter, and apparently all classes on Monday were canceled, um, which I find highly amusing. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about all the fun shit you can do when it's the winter times, and I want to give you all some advice when it comes to the sleddens and the skiings and the snowboardings and the zorbin. All the winter sports that everybody's doing. What with the new powder on the on the on the world. So number one, when it comes to sledding, you'll find that a lot of people are using those hills within cul-de-sac neighborhoods. Uh, a couple streets down to the left from me, there's this big old hill in like within the neighborhood that kids are using for sledding right now. Be aware that road's gonna be icy and jam-packed full of snow for quite some time. But it really comes down to your your mode of transport for the sledding. Right? There's lots of different varieties out there. All right? And you can go old school with like the wooden toboggan with the metal metal like uh, rails. You can go one of those. Um, you want to make sure the snow is real deep for that. Otherwise, you're going to be scraping on the pavement. And um, you'll probably send up sparks and shit. And that'll look cool as hell, but you'll damage the shit out of your toboggan. So you got to be careful of that. You get one of them plastic discs. Uh, if you get like the right angle, those can go pretty well. Uh, but there's no cushion on that. You ain't got, they're gonna slam down on your ass on like a thin sheet of plastic and crack that bad boy, especially when it's cold. So watch out for those. Those are those like those long ones with the handles on like the side. You can picture it. It's like, um, picture like a, like a fucking, um, uh, it's like a, uh, a surfboard. 
Um, but it's like it's kind of wider at the back. It looks more like a paper airplane, but it's got the handles and it's made out of like polyurethane styrofoam and it's vinyl sheets and stuff like that. Those go pretty well. Pick up some good speed on that, but once again, not a lot of cushion. Bang for your buck. When it comes to a sled that's like prime grade A sled, you want yourself an inflatable tube dealy do. Um, you don't want one that's like meant for water because those are a lot thinner. Uh, but if you get like one of those inflatable ones, you got lots of cushion. They can pick up a shit ton of speed and it acts as kind of like an airbag when you start heading towards that parked car on the road and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And so you just kind of flip back and let the, the sled like bounce off the car. So, you know, you stay safe, but the sled does its, does its do. Uh, the only failing of these is number one. Um, if there's not a lot of snow on the ground, you'll scrape the pavement and then it won't go anywhere. And two, they might pop. And when they pop, that they're done. Like, it comes with a little patch, but it's not going to stick with the moisture of the snow and stuff like that. So once those fuckers pop, that's it. They're done. Get a new one. Like, that's just kind of the way it goes with those. Um, but that was, those were, those were my go-to, um, when I was a kid. And, uh, we, back in, um, back in Connecticut, uh, next to the churchyard, um, of all places, there was a massive hill. Uh, it had like a good six foot ledge at the top of the hill. And then it was like, I don't know, 30 foot, like pretty, pretty good decline down. Uh, the further left you went, the steeper the hill was. That was like the fast lane, you know. Um, and everybody in their, in their families would go out to this hill for sledding, especially after church. Um, and I could remember knocking kids down in my inflatable tube like fucking bowling pins. Just ping, 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 ping. And you're just zipping down the hill. Just kind of going, look out! Because there's no control in one of those inflatable tube things. There's You got nothing. You got two handles and the fate of God. And then you're just going to zip down that hill and hope for the best. So, <laughs> had a lot of good times. I remember this one time. I was shooting down the steep side. And I shot straight out from the hill into the parking lot and I slammed face first in the side of a parked car and like my lower body just went right underneath it and it was like, shoop! I was like, bam! Back and then right underneath the car in like really rapid succession. So it was really funny. Um, I was fine, but it was just one of those things where I was like, ah, fuck, I can't stop. Um, I did bail a couple of times where like you have to just fucking tuck and roll off the sled and then kind of to a stop and then the sled just kind of keeps going without you and have to get up and chase after it. Um, I've done that a couple of times. So there you go. Now, if you're not in the sledding variety, but you want to get up on like them, them passes with the ski lifts and stuff like that, naturally my preference is skiing because that's what I learned growing up. Um, and I remember just skiing around all the snowboarders who were just sitting there on their asses, just blocking the, the way for the rest of us. But whatever, whatever each to your own, you know? Uh, you might struggle getting up to the mountains this time of year, but if you can get up there, I could probably promise you some, some grade A skiing. Uh, there was some powder before and now it's wet and heavy. So, you know, thick, thick snow to cut through. Sorry, I'm just choking on air. <coughs> so there you go. I, I always preferred, preferred skiing. That being said, I haven't gone skiing in quite some time. And I remember my favorite part about skiing was going up a particular route and then skiing down to the restaurant that was like on the mountainside and they had like the best hot chocolate. And that's the best part of skiing. That was the best part. Second best part. The best part of skiing is when you take off your ski boots at the end of a really long day of skiing. Oh my God. Best feeling in the world. Best feeling in the world. And then of course there's the natural construction of snow forts and snow bases for the snowball fight with the kids in the neighborhood. Now, naturally I'm like 24. Sure. 24. And you know, these kids are like, you know, home because school got canceled. And so I've got the big old snow fort in my front yard, uh, just pelting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but when you're constructing a snow fort, 
you want to remember a couple of things that make it last forever. Number one, you want structural integrity, all right? Get some support columns in there, all right? We're not just mounding up snow. You want to build some tunnels. You want to make it cool. Fortunately, the snow right now is about a foot and a half on my, like, lawn. So it's pretty deep enough that I could probably just assemble some, some like, walls on top of it and then build, like, a thing over it and then just hollow out underneath and I'll create a tunnel. You know, I don't have to, like, build the whole thing. It's pretty deep already. I just need to put a cap on it and then just fucking, like, mole my way through the snow. And then I'll have, like, a little labyrinth of, of paths um, for, for the snow forts. I've always wondered, because um, as of right now, I haven't built it yet, but I fully intend on doing it. Because I haven't built a snow fort or a blanket fort or a box fort since I was a kid, right? But now that I'm an adult and I'm a real big smart guy, I should be able to build one hell of a fort. So I really want to test my engineerial skills in the snow medium and see what I can construct. And I encourage you all to do the same. At least in my neck of the woods, the snow doesn't come around very often, so it's important for us to take advantage of it while it's here. Because goddamn, is it a lot of fun. It's fun to watch it fall. It's fun to play in it. It sucks to drive in. So don't do that. Just stay home, play in the snow, play in the fort, build a fort. Send me pictures of your fort at goingcast.com or or goingcast.gmail.com. I can't fucking talk. I'm not going to edit any of this shit. Go build a snow fort. Enjoy the winter winter fun. It's Snowmageddon 2019. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. This week for Songs of the Week, I've got some weird stuff for you this week. Um, But first, I'm going to talk about another Spotify playlist that really captures the season for me. And I've got a song that represents that playlist, I think, incredibly well. And of course, that playlist is Winter Acoustic. Winter Acoustic. You listen to it when it's winter. And I've been driving around. I'm going to like Costco and stuff because, you know, I need gas and I needed new suitcases. I went out to Costco and I got some new stuff. And I was blasting winter acoustic while I was driving in the snow, like freaking hyperspace. And it was just so mellow and so beautiful. Spotify kills it when it comes to these themed playlists. It's unbelievable. And I think they update them quite regularly, but perhaps not. Because it looks like this playlist was assembled on on January 16th, 2019. So perhaps new to the year. And that'll probably be it, but... I'm a real big fan of this this playlist right here, and the song I wanted to talk about is Who Else Could I Be by Peter Bradley Adams. It's off of his 2017 release, A Face Like Mine. And I've got that over there at the Going Cast Song of the Week playlist. You can listen to it. It's all really mellow, and, you know, it's great stuff to listen to when you are driving in the snow, or watching the snow, or playing in the snow, or doing anything with snow. Also, Charlie Cunningham is on this, and he was on the playlist from last week. So, circles within circles. And then the next song comes from my past, and I recently reheard it um, from a TV show I like to watch called The Flash. Kind of came out of nowhere that the song was part of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember the song. The songs are cool." Um, it's it's a bit different than the other stuff I usually put on the playlist. You know, I like folk and rock and stuff like that. I would I would personally classify this as like weird, like techno metal. Um, but apparently, it's it's rock according to Wikipedia. I don't think that's right. Um, oh, industrial metal. Yeah, that's more. That's more fitting. Um, it's uh, it's Dragula by Rob Zombie, released August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight, off of the album Hellbilly Deluxe. Um, it's about the the car that the monsters drive. It's called Dragula. That's what it was about. Um, and you know me, I always like to cover songs every week, and I can't do industrial metal with uh, with an acoustic guitar. So here's what happened. I am the sky 
watching angels cry while they slowly turn conquering the world oh dig through the ditches and burn through the witches a slam in the back of my Dragula I feel like it kind of works. I feel like it strangely works. Like if you kind of let let your if you've never heard the other version of the song, kind of kind of flows, kind of works out a okay in my book. I might do a couple of more things like that because I thought I thought that was a lot of fun to uh, to cover a song like Dragula in a in acoustic folk style. Anyway, if you've got a song that you want to suggest for Song of the Week, there's lots of ways to let me know about it. Number one, you can you can throw snowballs at me and then spell the song and snowballs. And then I'll be like, how did you find me? Get these snowballs out of here. And they'll be like, oh, stairway. Okay, got it. And then I'll talk about it. Or you can email me at garmincast at gmail.com or use the contact page at garmincast.com forward slash contact. I think, that, I don't remember the page, but you can contact me on the website. I'm real sleepy and tired. This podcast is all over the place. It's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, let's listen to some cool music. Enjoy the Winter Acoustic playlist on Spotify. I'm going to try to talk about more Spotify playlists because there's so fucking many of them and they're all pretty freaking fantastic. So thanks Spotify for coming up with music for every possible scenario I could ever imagine. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Hey. Okay, holy crap. Guys. I gotta tell you a fucking story. Come on. Yeah, there we go. Dislodged from the snowbank there. Fuck. Me running. Alright, so. I just got a massage, which in hindsight will come to be probably one of the greatest wastes of money I've had in some time. Not because the massage, the massage was incredible. It's what happened after the massage that kind of undid all the wonderful relaxation I just, I just went through. Oh, fuck. Alright, so. I'm currently on Fifth Avenue in Seattle, trying to, I guess I can go this way, um, get back to Elliott so I can get the fuck out of here. So here's what happened, right? I park in a parking garage pretty goddamn close to where I get a massage, down near, um, down near the waterfront in Seattle. It's a lovely place. The people there are fantastic. I have an excellent massage every time. Well worth the money. I love it to pieces. It's fantastic. I, I neglected to pay attention to the fact that the parking garage that I park at closes at 6 o'clock. Up until today, it was never an issue. Until today, when there was an issue. I even had a moment when I was in my car, like, looking at the parking ticket, which, for the record, you should always fucking bring with you, going like, I won't need this, I'll just leave it here, it's fine. And so, of course, the inevitable happens, right? I can't see the lanes. There we go. I think it's lane. Well, just crossing the street. That's fine. Just sure, fuck it. You know, it's snowing. Everybody's just... Do you have a child on your back? Wow, that was dangerous. Anyway. Fucking goddamn. So, I didn't have my goddamn parking ticket, which should 
be pretty self-explanatory at this point that I didn't have it. Um, and so I wandered around the entire thing going like, one of these doors will be unlocked. One of them has to be. I mean, let's be honest. It's a fucking parking garage. Nobody's that attentive <laughs> in Seattle at locking all the doors. Turns out, they must be automatic or somebody was really on the money today because every door was locked. I found a number on one of the doors to call to be like, when you're locked out without your parking ticket, give this number a ring. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They will like remote access the parking garage. I'll be right in, in and out, no problem. I call the dude and he's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at this one on Elliot. And he's like, okay, you're gonna have to go to a different parking garage to get the key card to get access this parking garage. And I was like, okay, where's that? And he tells me it's on 5th fucking Avenue. Which, if you know Seattle, and you know where Elliot is, oh God, where the fuck am I? Okay, I know where I am. Um, it's not that far, but it's snowing and raining and sleeting, and I had like a nice jacket, which looks good, but doesn't provide any actual fucking protection or anything like that. And so I had to walk uphill in the snow and ice and slush. I gotta have waterproof shoes. My feet are still dry, which is a fucking miracle to get to this other fucking parking garage. And I get there and I'm like, maybe he'll have like a little go-kart or something. He can also, just for the record, I'm right next to Pike Place Market right now. And it's kind of weird seeing it this empty. Just wanted to throw that out there. It's covered in snow. There's like nobody on the street. Anyway, I get there after pff, 20 minutes of just hiking, essentially, in the goddamn slush and snow and shit. Um, I have no idea how the fuck to get out of here. Uh, I've never driven this. I'm just gonna kind of follow that guy and hope for the best. Don't hit anybody, because fuck, that suck. All right, yep, going for it. Here we go, Wee! Fuck, this sucks. I can't see any of the fucking lanes. I'm just kind of fucking figuring it out. This guy's pulling over. Are you, like, eating somewhere, bud, or what? I don't know. I'm just going to zip right past you. I don't, I don't have time to deal with you. Anyway, I get there. It's at the Westin. So I've been there before. It's a it's a pretty big to-do for, um, I should probably go left here because that looks blocked ahead. I think they're about to discover that. Can I, can I go this way? I'm going this way. Please don't be a one-way. Please don't be a one-way. I'm doing it. Here we go. All right. Anyway, so this looks fine. Um, God, I have no idea where I am. This is this is kind of scary. All right, going under an underpass. Oh, it's dry. Thank God. I get up there at the West End parking garage, and there's a lovely gentleman there, and I go, is this the address that I was given over the phone? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, I'm at the, and I forgot what parking garage I'm at. He's like, you're at the Elliott garage, right? And I was like, yes. And I was like, I was told I could get a key card here so I could get the fuck back inside. And he goes, give me your driver's license. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, maybe he has some kind of like thing that lets him know that I'm parked in that garage for like verification or something like that. And then he, he comes back, hands me the key card and he goes, go back to the parking garage, get your car and come back here, give me back the key card and I will return to you your driver's license. I am going the wrong way on a one way street, aren't I? I just realized I'm gonna go left because all the street lights are pointing the wrong direction. Okay, here we go. Totally just realized I was going wrong way down a one-way street. Thank God there was nobody else on the road. 
I should probably stop here because of the fucking railway. God damn it. That could have been really goddamn bad if um if somebody saw that. I was just going <laughs> the wrong way on one-way street. All right, now I'm going the right way on a two-way street. Here we go. All right, everything's fine. No cars. I'm like looking at all the street lights and they were like off. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, they're backwards because I'm on the wrong fucking road because I don't know where I am. All right, anyway, I'm on a good road now and I'm heading home. So I was fucking pissed. I was like, God damn it! I walked all the way up here to get this fucking key card, and now you're telling me I have to walk all the way the fuck back there to get my car to drive up here without a driver's license for the record, and fucking like exchange it back. And so I was like, fine, I made it this far, let's do, let's finish the shit. And so that's exactly what I did. I walked all the way back down to the fucking parking garage got in my car, which thankfully was still there. I mean, I wasn't expecting it not to be, but you never know in this fucking place. So I got my car, I paid the parking, I drove back up to Fifth Avenue as at like just, just now I was just there and I ran over cause I parked like right across the street, handing him the key fob. I'm like, give me my driver's license, please. He handed it back to me. I said, thank you very much. And I went on my way and I got in the car and started telling you all this story. Holy crap. It is slushy, it is, now it's pissing with rain, which is kind of nice, because I don't have to really worry about the road conditions, um, at least not on my Subaru. Oh my God. Woo! What, a, what an adventure that was. Holy crap, completely undid the massage, which really sucks, because it was an excellent massage, and I wish I had the full benefit of it to be like, oh man, that was great. I still think it was a great massage, but now I'm like sitting here going like, when I get back from Vegas in like a couple of weeks, I'm probably gonna have to get another goddamn massage. Oh God. Although I will say, um, it was the first time I've had a massage in which um, the, the entire masseuse's body weight was utilized to fucking fix my back. It took that much. It was incredible. Um, for all intents and purposes, they basically stood on my back and cracked it. And it felt incredible. But I was like, I've never seen that, that it took that much, like, power, you know? Holy shit, it's on here. Ha! Huh. To, um, to fucking fix my back. But it did. And she fucking nailed it, so. Good job, um, masseuse. Am I in a turn lane? I don't give a fuck. I'm driving straight. I don't care anymore. There's, like, cars around me now. I think I'm in a turn lane. Um, just gonna kind of drive slowly here. I don't know where any of the lanes are. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get behind these guys. They seem to know what's up. Yeah, there we go. I'm just gonna drive behind this car because it seems to have a pretty decent idea where the fuck we are. So I know where I am now. It's just like my headlights are doing jack all the light this fucking road. So now it's just kind of now it's just gonna be a stressful drive to get the fuck out of Dodge. I'm gonna fucking defrost my front windshield here. Can't see dick. Oh man. Woo! So yeah, that was my that was my adventure. That was my adventurous story of a massage and then a like a fucking one and a half mile hike through the slush-filled streets of Seattle in the middle of Snowmageddon. It's bad out there, folks. But at least it looks like at least in this part of the city, snow's melting. If I get back to you know up north where I'm at and it's snowing there, that's gonna be fucking I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but it's fucking shitty out here. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Blast this snow. I can barely get out of my house today. These villains of illiteracy and ignorance shall not beat me with their weather machines. My random scripted bits of useless knowledge shall reach the ears of all. Thankfully, today's topic is a simple one. Tea. The cultivation of tea for drinking purposes began in southern China during the Shang Dynasty, or Yan Dynasty, depending on your source. This would have been around 16th century BC, and the tea became known as Assam, which is the basis for dozens of different true tea blends and popular tea varieties on the market today. Since this time, tea has been traded, grown, produced, and passed around to virtually every major civilization since this time. Tea can be purchased in a variety of different ways, but the most common forms of loose leaf you'll find on the shelves today are black, green, white, oolong, puer, and rooibos. The first five are all from the same plant, Camellia sinensis, and only vary in how they are prepared. Black tea, the strongest of the teas, is fully oxidized, creating a robust flavor profile. Oolong, it's less oxidized and usually comes with a percentage of oxidation, whether it's more like a black tea or more like a green tea. Green tea is unoxidized and unwilted, while both oolong and black do undergo a wilting process to develop these flavors. White tea is both wilted yet unoxidized, creating a lighter, more subtle flavor profile. Puer is a fermented tea and can create a very earthy flavor, which is an acquired taste. Trust me. Rooibos, while popular, is not a true tea, but actually comes from an African red bush and has a very strong honey-like flavor. It is also called red tea. Whether you drink it with milk, sugar, honey, or nothing at all, tea is one of the most popular beverages in the world, and I can think of nothing finer than getting a fresh pot of tea and watching this snowfall. So stay warm with a nice cup of tea and wait for the snow to blow over. Finally this week, I wanted to talk about how the Patreon live stream went and when the next one will be. So this past Sunday, February 10th, it was the Patreon live stream. And thanks to Twitch Prime, I got a 30 day code for Final Fantasy 14. So I decided to start playing that with my with my big new blue sailor friend, Tyronticus Byronticus. He's a pugilist. Um, I've been playing the game quite a bit since since the stream because I'm enjoying it and I want to get my my fill of the 30-day trial before it vanishes and I'd never play the game again. Uh, so I was really enjoying that. And thank you all coming out, watching the play the playlist, watching the stream, and having a grand old time. I think the next one probably won't be until, I'm going to say the 17th, St. Patrick's Day, 17th of March. Reason being it's the 17th uh, is because I'm gone for that first week of March and I get back on the uh, on the 10th. So that wouldn't that wouldn't do well. So yeah, we will we will do the 17th of March. And if you want to watch the Patreon live stream, all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash going upcast and become a five dollar supporter. Get you access to the monthly live streams. We have a grand old time. I don't know what we're gonna play next week or next month, but it'll be it'll be a good time. And also, if you want to support the going upcast, you can also check out goingupcast.com forward slash store where you can get a personal reading of your favorite book or whatever, or you can get a mystery book for $9.99. Never know what you're going to get. Always a surprise. And I have loved making those so much. They're so much fun. Just me picking up whatever's written down and just reading it. Oh it's, oh, it's so good. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Going Up Cast. Stay safe out there on the roads if you're in a snowy zone. 
Well, just stay on the, stay safe on the roads in general. Roads are dangerous. Just be safe, stay warm, have fun, and I'll see you all next week for another episode of the Going Up Cast. Talk to you later.